If a Hollywood scriptwriter had written the horror story that we're about to tell, you wouldn't have believed it. It would have been too fantastic. And Nancy Bunn's home looked ordinary from the outside. Those things often do. And you wouldn't believe, you wouldn't believe that inside that house was a house of horrors. This is America, folks. And you know, this is just something to be laughed at by the liberals. But Nancy's father was a Satanist priest. You say, well, does it matter what you believe about religion? Well, ask her when she became the baby breeder for her father's sacrifices to the devil. Nancy Dunn was raised in what looked like the typical American family. I lived in California. My father worked for the aerospace industry. My mother worked for a doctor. And so, you know, on the outside, everything looked just normal, but nobody really knew what was going on behind closed doors. My father was actually a Satanist high priest, so he um, did all kinds of evil things. He sexually assaulted me. He took me to satanic rituals. My father actually used me as a baby breeder, which means I was impregnated to carry a child so that the Satanists would have a baby to sacrifice to the devil in their satanic rituals. As soon as I was able to have a baby, I was pregnant. The abuse in Nancy's home continued throughout her adolescence. Her babies were delivered by midwives, and there was no record of their births. And so if I were out of school for weeks or months on end, my parents could call the school and there was no big deal. There was never an investigation. However, back when she was eight years old, an elderly neighbor befriended Nancy and invited her to church. My parents let me go because they were doing a Olympic-type event where kids were competing and playing. So she took me to that meeting, and it was really awesome to me because at eight years old, uh, one of the ladies there preached the gospel to me. She shared with me who Jesus was. And that very day, in that very moment, I knew that was the truth. And I asked Jesus Christ to come into my heart. At age 18, she married the first man that came along to escape her abusive upbringing. When her marriage fell apart one year later, she began to lead a promiscuous lifestyle. But I became pregnant at 21 years old, and I was alone. So a friend offered me a solution, and I had an abortion. After the abortion, the guilt and shame of her decision, and a flood of traumatic childhood memories sent Nancy running back to the church. I really loved God in my heart, but I didn't really know how to have that walk with Him. So I joined a church. I began to read the Word of God. I began to really pursue a relationship with my Heavenly Father. Um, as I began to try to walk that out, there were all these stumbling blocks at times. It felt like there was a wall or a ceiling between God and I. There was a lot of fear in my life, a lot of anxiety in my life. My self-esteem was just nothing. I always felt that I was just lower than the dirt. And I couldn't really ever understand why God would love me or what His love could do for me. Nancy sought Christian counseling. Her counselor discovered that she was suffering from dissociative identity disorder, meaning she was having flashbacks so severe that she had split into several personalities in order to cope with the trauma. 
the memories were compartmentalized. And so God began to bring them to me one at a time. You know, the Holy Spirit will never give us more than we can handle. So God really directed that and He began to help me process through each memory. And I just began to press into God for my deliverance. And I just began to cry out to God with all I had all the time for my freedom. And it was a process of about a year and a half that I was in counseling, working with this therapist. And I remember visiting a church on Valentine's Day. They were preparing the elements for communion. And I was getting a little nervous on side because in the natural, I was forced to drink human blood in the satanic rituals. So the blood seems so crazy to me. But I heard the Lord speak to me and He said, if you will drink of my blood and eat of my body, I will heal you from everything the enemy has done to you. So I took communion and everything changed and I became one whole person. God did it in a moment through communion. After taking communion, the Lord also led Nancy through a process of forgiving her father. The next time she saw him, he was on his deathbed. He was in ICU. They didn't think he could speak to me. And yet he sat up in the bed. He sat up in the bed and he repented to me. Well, I just lost it. I, I just totally lost it. And I just looked at my father and I said, you know, dad, all I want to know is if you know Jesus. And he said, he looked at me and smiled, and he said that he had just said the sinner's prayer with a neighbor who was a pastor. And I just had tears flowing down my face. And I said, um, the only thing I want is how I need to hear you say it. And so my father said the sinner's prayer with me. And about 60 seconds later, he died and he went to heaven. Today, Nancy is an advocate for abused and neglected children in the court system. She has also helped start orphanages in five different nations and travels the world to share her story and minister deliverance. I'm free. I feel so free. I feel so light. I feel so happy. And God's allowing me to be a part of setting other people free. You know, I just want to say there's power in the blood of Jesus and the blood has never lost its power and it will never lose its power. Jesus didn't come and shed his blood so we'd remain in captivity. He came and shed his blood that we would be free and I'm telling you, God wants us free. Satan, people dabble in Satan. They think it's cute. They think it's avant-garde. They think it's way out. I'm going to go to a seance. I'm going to go into a ritual. I'm going to uh, have a pentagram, and I'm going to call on Satan to give me power. You know, there are a lot of people who want power. They want power over others. They want wisdom. They, they want uh, some kind of occult knowledge, and they think that Satan could give it to them and give them an edge in life. The old play years ago about the devil and Daniel Webster when the you know, the man sold his soul to the devil, and, and the devil gave him certain things, and then he wanted his soul, and Webster made the great case to keep him from going to hell. 
But many of you have had, had the bargain. Satan has held out things to you and said, you take these. He, he offered it to Jesus. He said, if you fall down and worship you, all the kingdoms of the earth will be yours. He offered him the world, all the money, all the power, all the prestige. Many people have been offered that deal. And they have said yes to Satan. And you may have been into the occult with all of these rituals and things. I think the Nazis, from what I gather, were satanic. I think that uh, Adolf Hitler may well have been demon-possessed. I think many of them were demonized. They, they, nothing will account for the hatred of the Jews other than, than, than something that is beyond human uh, understanding. It was so violent. But Satan hates people. He wants to destroy you because you're made in the image of God. And if he can entice you, if he can lead you astray, if he can do anything to capture you, he'll do it because he wants you in hell. And yesterday I talked about hell. and He wants you there because he, the, the lake of fire is reserved for the devil and his angels. That's what hell was reserved for, not for people, but for the devil and his angels. Don't play with the occult. Don't play with seances. Don't try to get involved in these things. Yes, this stuff is real. It's not that it's fake and phony. It's real. But it's really bad, and it'll really hurt you. Now, if you've been dabbling in the occult, I want you to pray with me right now. Whatever it is, you may be a teenager and you've been playing with this stuff. I want you to be free. I want you to pray with me right now. And I want you to renounce the underhand work for the devil. Say these words as I pray. I want you to say them, but mean them in your heart. Pray with me now, wherever you are. That's right. Bow your head and pray. Say these words. Jesus. That's right. Say it. Jesus, I know you are the Son of God. And Jesus, I know that you came to destroy the works of the devil. And so, Lord Jesus, I come to you now. And I ask you to come into my heart and set me free from satanic bondage. I ask for freedom, Lord, and I take you as my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And at this moment, I renounce the occult. I renounce witchcraft. I renounce tarot cards. I renounce... Ouija boards, I renounce all the works of the occult. In your name, Jesus, I cast them from me, and I ask you to fill me now with your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for hearing my prayer. Thank you for coming into my heart. Now, if you prayed with me just then, I want you to do something. I want you to take the next step. We have people on the phones who love you, who care about you, and I want you to call and say, look, I just prayed with Pat. I prayed with that guy on TV, and I gave my heart to Jesus. I'm free of this. And if you need further care, prayer and counseling, we'll be glad to help you. We have a little booklet called Angels, Demons, and the End Times. I think it'll be some things here that might be helpful. You get some understanding of what the Bible says about this. Again, it's real. I don't make any mistake that Satan is real. Angels are real. Demons are real. But just because they're real doesn't mean they necessarily are of God or good. So call right now and uh, 
I want to pray for you. Father, for those who prayed with me just now, in the name of Jesus, fill them with the Holy Spirit. And Satan, I break your hold over them in Jesus' name. Amen. Call. Somebody loves you. 1-800-759-0700 is a toll-free call. People are standing by. Please call now. It's important that you do it. Christy?